0: Being a mom is the toughest job there is, and it doesn't come with instructions. So, it's okay if you don't have all the answers. We'll figure it out together. This is Mom Brain with Ilaria Baldwin and Daphne Oz.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to Mom Brain. I'm Ilaria. And I'm Daphne. And today we are going to do another mom mail episode. So, we are so very, very, very grateful. And excited to read all of your emails. Um, if, for those of you who don't know what this is. We have an email. That's mombrainpod at gmail.com. And you guys write us all sorts of things. What you like. Uh, what you want to hear more about. Thoughts that you have. Advice that you have. So that's basically what we're doing here. So we have a whole list of emails that we are going to uh, answer today. Guys, we love doing these MomMail episodes because it actually gives us a chance to
0: hear from you and to broaden this conversation, which absolutely is why we started this podcast. We want to, of course, we want to do our best in parenting. We also want to know what's worked and what hasn't worked for the millions of mothers who've come before us and who are doing it with us right now. Um, So this is a really fun opportunity for all of us to to get to to go deep on the topics that you guys really care about and and please continue to email us mombrainpod at gmail.com we love 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 getting to have these really candid conversations with you
1: yay yeah, mom man. this is a
0: All right. So the first email we're going to answer today is from Nicole, subject tantrum city exclamation point. Hi, ladies. First off, I really want to thank you for the service that you do in the mom community. It's a breath of fresh air to listen to your podcast and see that I'm not alone in the things that motherhood brings. So I'm the mom of a sweet little 11 month old boy. He's my first. Lately, he's really found his voice in both a pleasant way and not so pleasant way. I know that feeling he has been really getting into these tantrums and testing the waters to see what he can get away with. My question is, how do I go about teaching my child that a tantrum isn't how you get what you want and to teach my child right from wrong? Looking forward to hearing back. Lots of love, Nicole. Great question. I mean, I, I, I feel like two things are at play here. One is at 11 months, he's obviously not in a rational state of mind where you can actually reason with him and explain, you know, this is, this is good. This is bad. This is right. This is wrong. But um, kids are smart and they're and there's animal instincts in them in this way, which is, you know, they they learn what gets the response they want. So if you respond immediately to what he wants or needs when he screams or throws a tantrum or throws himself on the floor or or hits you or scratches you or whatever, he's going to keep doing that. I found this with my son, like all of a sudden that. Maybe it was 15 months or somewhere there about. He realized that if he skipped the like ramp up stage of tantrum where it was just complaining and whining, whatever, and went straight to blood curdling scream
1: that that that, that it's efficient, it's, it's called, called efficiency, efficiency that he
0: got an immediate response because um, it's like a five alarm fire. It is. He, he is so loud. Um, And that was that was my fault, because if, uh you know, if I'd trained him better to to either that, I would respond quickly. Or even when he was sort of just in that initial stage of feeling, you know, whatever it was that he was feeling frustrated by something, um, he would have stuck there. Or if I'd, if I just hadn't responded at all to the screaming, he probably would have found something that I don't like equally as much as a way to get my attention on it. But, but I do think we have to remind ourselves that they're always learning. They're learning how to get, and they're always testing. They're testing to see what they can get away with. They're testing to see what you respond to and what you react to. Um, and I think with, With tantrums, it's funny because I absolutely believe that there are cycles in childhood that like – there you know it's like that it's like that whole thing where um when when your baby is learning new skills whether it's uh, you know learning how to eat by themselves or learning how to crawl or walk and then learning how to talk um I, you know i had great sleepers who all of a sudden wouldn't sleep at all because they were so excited about these new skill sets they were learning and they wanted to just like sit in their cribs and practice them all day and i mean all night and it was um it was really funny to me because it was like one of those things where i realized that I realized, A, how engaging their environment is and how much their brain is constantly absorbing and adapting and trying new things. but it also would create a more tired kids in the day because they were not sleeping as well at night. And B that, that these times often correlated with frustration. and they correlated with feeling of like, okay, I, 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 t- I want to talk now in full sentences or I want to talk now in a way that you immediately understand everything that I want. And I'm talking, I'm talking, I'm talking. Why don't you know exactly what I want? And then we would get a tantrum. And it's um, I, I think we, you know, we have to be gentle with ourselves in this process. Like it's you're not a bad mom if you get frustrated you're not a bad mom if you feel you know like embarrassed that your child's screaming in the in the you know supermarket aisle because all of us have been there and we're all looking at you with utter sympathy and also probably a little bit of like, thank God it's not me this time. (laughs) Um, um, But I think, you know, be gentle with yourself and be gentle and realize that it's a phase. And as they work out of that internal frustration with your help, of course, with your guidance, of course, that it's going to get much better.
1: And for, for me, what I do is what I've learned. I think that's absolutely yes, yes, yes. In so many ways, what I've learned helps me a lot because we definitely have a lot of tantrums in the Baldwin house. What I've learned is that taking care of myself is extremely important in that situation. And how I take care of myself is I realize what my kids are capable of and not capable of. Uh, Nicole, your son is 11 months old. He's not capable of a lot of self-restraint. The beauty of being eleven months old is that they actually learn very quickly because it's there's less life experience to pull from. So, like Romeo, for example, who is thirteen months old, he'll get mad at me and he'll hit me. What I will do, I mean, instead of yelling at him because I don't feel like he really, really can understand right from wrong, nor can your son at eleven months, um, is that I'll I'll take his hand. It's kind of like what to do. I'll take his hand and I'll put it on my cheek and I I sort of like rub my cheek a little bit and I say, um, you know, be gentle, be gentle, be gentle and I'll kiss him. And then it's kind of showing like it's correcting the behavior rather than making it like, oh my God, that's so bad. I I take it absolutely every single time I don't ignore one single hit. I just take it and I turn it into a caress of like, oh, this is what we do. And it's almost kind of training them in that moment of like, okay, you're feeling this way. Let me give you something to do with that kind of emotion. As the kids get older, and of course, they go through different phases, Daphne is talking about of hitting and screaming and trying to figure out how to get their way. And you know, we've talked about before on the podcast that you don't have a fully fully formed frontal lobe till you're twenty five years old. So the ability to restrain yourself is is challenging for them. Um, so understanding, where they are helps me a lot because I don't react as much. I don't get as angry. Sure, like do I lose my temper with them? Absolutely, I'm human. But at the same time, I'm always trying to pull back to a place of, okay, you're a five-year-old, you're a four-year-old, you're a two-year-old, you're a one-year-old, and I need to be present. I have signed on to be your mom, and I need to have so much patience with you. You know, a lot of times, it's the kid is being physically removed from something that they wanna do, and they don't understand that, hey, it's nap time, and we have to leave, or hey, mommy has to go to work, or hey, this is what has to happen. And they're like, no, no, I'm doing this activity and you're not letting me do that. Or I want that toy and I want it now and I don't care if somebody else is playing with it. So you just get into their headspace and doesn't mean that you it's that it can slide, but it allows you to be a little bit more compassionate and kind and have some kind of understanding for it. Uh, fear not, your child is not a bad kid. You know, I mean, that's that's one of the things that you always look for. It's like, oh my God, is my kid a bad kid? Um, your, your child is not a bad kid. We all go through these phases and as long as you teach kindness, you can help your child go through the phase. All right, Nicole, I hope that was helpful. Thank you so much. This is a fact. So this next email, I am making Daphne on the spot answer because oh, yes. I know she's talked about this yes. in the past, and I feel like she's a complete genius, genius <laughs> with all of these kinds of vitamins. And I always want to write down exactly what you give your kids because I am not always great at giving my kids vitamins, and I feel like you know all these things and you make it sound totally, so good. totally. Go. Well, thanks, thanks for that. But no,
0: I um, I, I, I think this is a really important topic, and I do get asked this question a lot, and I'm glad to be able to put it all in one concise place so everyone can um can can write it down and use it if they want. But I should just caveat like I'm not a nutritionist. I'm not a doctor. So always check with your pediatrician first. I want to make sure everything is good for your family. But this is what we do in our family. So the question is from Caitlin best vitamins for kids question mark. Hi Daphne Nilaria I love your podcast. So many episodes have resonated with me and I've gained a ton of valuable parenting advice. I'm wondering if you all recommend any particular vitamins for kids. My son's almost three and he's generally a pretty good eater but I'd appreciate any recommendations you have. All the best, Caitlin. Okay, so first of all, you said the magic words like your son's a great eater. I think that the soil is the most important part to kids' immunity overall and you wanna make sure that uh, as much as possible without tearing your hair out or making it really stressful for the family that your kids are getting a variety of foods or at bare minimum, if they only eat very particular, certain healthy foods, that those are prevalent in their life, um, that they are learning great habits in terms of, what are so, told me yesterday she pointed to her belly and she was like, so this half of my belly is for normal food. This half of my belly is for dessert. And then this part around my belly button is my snack, my snack bucket. <laughs> okay, yeah. OK. So she's a whole separate category left over for snacks. But we do make we do make a real concerted effort that to show the kids that it's it's. It's uh, about the balance of it. It's about making sure that if you had, you know, ice cream today or you had a fun treat that you really were excited about, that it's important to balance it out with a healthy meal, you know, th- during the rest of the day. Um, so, absolutely, by and large, my first go to is always treat the body with delicious, wholesome, healthy meals. And your kids are learning from what you do. So, that goes as much for you a- as it is for them. You know, they need to see you enjoying healthy food, they need to see you experimenting and being adventurous with your food in order to be able to model that behavior. So don't think you can like sneak into the corner with your bag of Doritos and that they're not clocking that and wondering why they have to eat cucumbers. Um in terms of vitamins, now this I find especially helpful before airplane rides, um, before any kind of like travel or exposure to big crowded spaces, and especially during cold and flu season, I feel like my kids I knock wood, but we've been we've been pretty good because we really like dose them up with a bunch of immune boosting vitamins and supplements. So, um, and then I, and I try to maintain a lot of this year round and then I'll just do a little bit heavier doses or a little bit more of the sort of specific cold and flu focused ones during those sort of heightened, um, you know, exposure periods. So the, the number one vitamin that my kids get is vitamin D. I think it's one of the things that Every child benefits from. It's great for new babies for brain development. It's great for older children for continuing brain development and for general immunity. And the best part is that. Um, and I buy almost all of my vitamins on Amazon. They can they come to my house on a monthly subscription. Um, so I don't have to remember when they're running out. But they I get everything as like little droppers. And the vitamin D ones taste basically like sugar. And you can find these at Whole Foods. You can find them, you know, at your at your grocery store probably or your health food store probably, and certainly on Amazon if you search for great kids, um, great kids supplements, but uh, there's a a really sweet tincture that you can squeeze or there's like, basically oil drops that you just drop on their tongue it tastes like nothing
1: Um, or in their cereal I'll sometimes put them in their cereal or a smoothie and it's like one drop it's 400 IU usually it's it's like the most uneventful thing and I give yeah exactly I give the kids a little
0: bit higher doses of that I give the kids like um, anywhere from you know a thousand IU on a daily basis obviously not for babies babies get the the one 400 drop but um, but for older kids it could be a thousand IU up to 5,000 IU if I feel like they're getting sick and I just want to like knock it out of their system.
1: One of the hardest things for me is not just what vitamins to give them, but like there's so many different ones out there and like I literally I'm like oh this one sounds good and oh that one sounds good or maybe they need this as well you know brain support calcium support this support and then I'm like how many vitamins am I supposed to give my kids absolutely every single day I fall into that trap as well you know and then like I'll get so overwhelmed I'll create like a system and then little by little like the system like starts to like fail and then like my kids haven't been (laughs) having vitamins recently and they'll remember because they're like mommy it, our candy in the morning because I'll get them right. like gummy vitamins, like the yummy bears, like there's some like vegan yummy bear things, and they actually do taste absolutely well, delicious. Candy. I'll take I'll eat them too. Because <laughs> they're they're <laughs> the candy, exactly. But my thing, and they're like, "Mommy, I think we should get six of these ones." And I'm like, I'm looking at the backs, and I'm like, "All right, it says take six of these. No, it's a lot. It's a lot of sugar,
0: and it's a lot for them to chew lot. through.
1: And do they overlap too? Or do they overlap? And I'm like, what I've learned is if you you over i'm gonna make up a word vitaminize your children um if you give them too much they just like pee it out you know what i mean well, Like you shouldn't do it but all the time also, the system, that's also system
0: but it's not like you know that's just the case with with a lot a lot of vitamins are um fat soluble which means that if you're not taking them with fat they're not gonna they're not gonna stay in your system you are literally just gonna pee out whatever your body doesn't use in that immediate moment um And so taking more doesn't always mean better. And then for the fat-soluble ones, because they lodge in your body and then stay there, you definitely want to follow what the uh correct labeling and dosages say because for exactly that reason. You don't want to A, you know, waste your waste your money and waste the product if you're just gonna pee it out, but you also don't want to risk um overdoing it. Now, that said, I so we used to be big on the gummies thing and my kids do love it. And there's a couple ones. There's like an essential fatty acid one that my kids used to love and a vitamin, um, a multivitamin one that they used to love. But it does kind of feel like I'm just giving them gummy bears first thing in the morning and they don't need it because these tinctures, while they taste disgusting. We've made a whole game about how I give them their potions in the morning. And I'm like, oh, here's the worm juice. It's the worm juice. And then, and, then, and, then, and then I'm like, this one's even more disgusting. It's dragon pee. So here's where I like, I like make it worse for myself with the pee and potty language, but I'll be like, I'll, but I'll like make it as disgusting sounding as possible. And then they think it's hilarious and they just slug it down. And it's one dropper full. It's like, not, you know, they're, they're going to be fine. But I make a really big game about it. And the younger ones learn from the older ones. And so I got really lucky that Philomena went with this program and then John is really good at it now. And like Nika is just starting to go with the flow because she fought me for a while. But um, but also what you said is really important about like, are these overlapping? Are they even doing anything? All that stuff. I'm a big believer that it's really hard to break apart foods into their micronutrients and understand why why things work like like kale is not just you know vitamin c and vitamin k and fiber and chlorophyll and whatever like put together it's all of those things in concert in various particular very particular you know dosages and 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 part of why it's beneficial is because you're eating the whole fresh thing. And so as much as possible I, I go back to like having your kids eat a diet that's rich in calcium or a diet that's rich in um in you know essential fatty acids it's probably more important than making sure they take vitamins with those things. But vitamins are a nice insurance policy and they're and they're just a nice added bonus when you um you know when you need them or when you can remember to take them. So I looked up the these tinctures that my kids get. Um it's it is from a company called Gaia G-A-I-A, and they take one called Kids Defense that I really like. Um, we do one called Echinacea Supreme, which I save for when I think it's like immune season, immune boosting season, and um, and I they just need like a little extra kick, you know, whether they're starting school or it's you know cold and flu or we're going to be with family for the holidays or whatever, but they're just gonna be exposed to it. or We're traveling. Another thing I love is Doctor Dunner D U N N E R Sambugard for kids. This is for slightly older children not your not your newborns not your not your like kids under 1 or 2 I think. Sambu is this amazing uh, like elderberry extract basically, incredible incredible uh, immune booster. And then, you know, from there, I'll kind of, I do, and I've talked about this before, Cor Omega C-O-R-O-M-E-G-A. I cannot speak highly enough about what I feel like this product did with our family in terms of, um, they have a kid's line specifically. It's this little squeeze pack. It tastes like a creamsicle. It tastes like this orange vanilla creaminess and it's blended essential fatty acids. My, all my kids get one a morning and um, I... I'm not even making this up, and I'm definitely not paid to say this. And again, I go back to like, you should check with your pediatrician, but this is what happened with us. My um all my kids started talking, except for John randomly because it, apparently boys are the ones supposed to who are supposed to talk a little bit later. But my two girls started talking later. It was within a week of starting to give them really regular essential fatty acid. Um, you know, supplementation that they literally started talking. It was the craziest thing, and, and who knows if it's actually correlated. But it's so good for their brains. It's so good for their body and just general health. Um, your, you know, so you your body uses these these uh, fatty acids for all kinds of chemical reactions in the body. So it's it's just a it's one of those things that I just think of like boosting the soil overall. That is super valuable.
1: So what's your? I mean, what I always like to read is like every single day. What do you think are like the important th- the important things for them to have? So the the forget things, about like when they're set, sure the like
0: things that. that they get every single day are the vitamin D. They um they get probiotics, but normally as a like because there's these little like chocolate probiotics that I think are something, but not probably not amazing. But they get yogurt um they get yogurt multiple times a week because that's the sort of like our go to probiotic for the kids. They get uh the the uh, kids defense tincture every day, and they get the um sniffle support every day. So those are the those are the four things that we do daily. Um, I'm sorry. And you and you yeah, do it in the, get, in the morning the morning. The other thing is we do a vitamin C. Um, so five things. And I do them in the morning with breakfast. I think a lot of people, if you're an adult and you've taken vitamins and you've felt like kind of queasy afterwards, it's cause you're probably because you haven't eaten. Most vitamins need to be taken with food. Um, and so I t- I give it to them right after breakfast. And we, we like, they're out of their clothes already because, you know, it's the the morning rush to get them out of clothes into fresh clothes to go to school or to go to camp or whatever. So um, we do our little like potions of, you know, warm, warm juice and, and,
1: and dragon pee. And then they go on. I'm- <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna try that. I feel like Rafa, especially, who's like such a picky eater, would be like, "Great, you drink the dragon tea." <laughs> oh, good, sounds good. This next email is from Chelsea. Hi, Ilary and Daphne. I love taking you along with me at my 5 a.m. walks with my dog. Thank you for making me laugh, cry, and I hope that I can remember some of what I'm listening to by the time I get home so I can write it down. I have a few questions. I have a a three-and-a-half-year-old boy. I am a first-and-only-time mom as Brady is adopted. I am 46 and am at a loss most of the time as to what I'm doing. He has lately started saying poop and poopy butt all the time, constantly, even when it doesn't make any sense. How do we get him to stop saying this? He's also a nose picker. How do we get him to stop picking his nose? And how do we teach him to blow his nose? Thank you so much. I love you both. So this is what I have to say, uh, first about, I love that you're finding time to bring us with you. I, I absolutely love that we're going for walks with your dog. Um, that's actually so cool, Daphne. You think about like all the places that we get to go with, World with everybody who's here. Listening. We come. <laughs> I never thought of it before. Like, I love that. I first have to say that I think three. And anywhere around three is like the hardest age ever. I mean, that whole 3 major thing is no joke. So first of all, just know that you're really like in it right now. And since you are, this is your eldest and your youngest, understand that I believe by the time you're like four and five, like in the next six months, I believe that you will probably find your kid to start being able to be, um, to control himself a little bit more. I have three boys and even my daughter as well. And although I do feel like it is at least in my house, very much a boy thing that the poop and the poopy butt and um, the boobs and the vagina and like all of these words that they see get a rise out of people. they they just love it. So with the whole poop thing, I go, I go for it. They have like every single poop toy out there and they think it's like the funniest thing ever. We also got this um, this toilet. Rafa picked it out and it is literally the favorite toy in the house. It basically, you press it with a plunger that we have lost. So they just press it with their hand and this poop that looks like a pickle painted brown <laughs> pops out and the kids try to catch it and they think it's so, so, so funny. Um, so I feel like poop is like kind of a fine thing. Now, if you get embarrassed... Really realize I love looking around and being like everybody thought poop was funny at one point. So like, you know, maybe it's going to make your mother-in-law like uh, like upset or, or whatever it is. We're having a teacher on a toddler teacher on and her name is Janae and we actually talk about this. She um, she says that anytime the kids start talking what she calls it potty language. She asks them if they have to go to the bathroom. So she's like, oh, you're talking about poop. Do you need to go to the bathroom? Is that what needs to happen right now? That's actually really clever. I kind of love that. And um, and they'll kind of like, oh, she said, because that kind of language belongs in the bathroom. So I feel like that was really good. So we'll use that sometimes. At the same time, I don't want to shame them either. Like if they want to say poop and poopy butt, as long as they're not calling somebody that, then it's, then it's fine. You say poop all you want. You'll get it out of your system. I'm not going to make a big deal about it. So I have made a, some mistakes um, with... Get Like really making a big deal about certain things. And for me, the word is stupid. I hate the word stupid. The stupid thing <laughs> bothers me. So I would get, I would like, as well, like, I, and you know what? They don't know what it means. They, you ask them, what does stupid mean? And they're like, uh, I don't know. And I'm like, then why are you saying it? And they're like, because it's a bad word. And I'll say, um, I'll just ignore him. And he says, stupid, stupid mommy. He gets like more animated or more animated. He'll come into front of my face and I'll say, stupid mommy. Like he's really trying to get a rise out of me. And then this is the turning point that I always find in any kind of phase, whether it's hitting or spitting or saying a word that you don't want them to say, is when they start to teach you. My mother would always say, "See one, do one, teach one." So you see something being done, you do it, you practice it, and you teach it. And when you can teach it, is when you're starting to really understand it. It was actually one of the things, the reasons that I became a teacher in my life, is because I really get like to understand things. And so, um, Leo walking down the street, like you know, the random conversations when they just like start chatting about things, he'll hold my hand. i will say, "Mommy, stupid is a bad word. We don't say stupid, mommy. We." Don't say stupid. Mommy, you can't say stupid. I'm like, oh, okay, thank you for teaching me that. I really appreciate it. This is the way that they're processing things. And yes, they want to get a rise out. Well, what if I say stupid here? Or what if I say stupid there? If I say poop and I'm in the bathroom, it's okay. But if I say poop and I'm you know, in front of grandma, it's not okay. So they're just trying to figure it out. And it takes them a while. That's why kids love repetition. That's why I want to read the same story over and over again. That's why they want to watch the same movie over and over again. They want to hear you sing the same song over again. Over and over again, is because repetition is important. So I think don't shame him. Um, just try to try to go with it and realize that he'll stop saying poop soon. And the more that you make it less of a big deal, it's gonna it's gonna be better. In terms of the nose picking, all kids pick their nose. I've been like really researching it, and apparently it helps with immunity. <laughs> I know, but like everybody, everybody picked, you picked your nose and ate it at some point. Um, and so, like, I always tell them don't pick their nose, but at the same time, I'm not going to like lose sleep over it at night because I realize absolutely every human being picked their nose.
0: <laughs> I, I, I think you covered everything that I, that I, that need to be said. <laughs> Sorry, I was a lot of talking. Do wanna, I do no, want I know <laughs> it, it was perfect. It was spot on. I do think that, um, Look, taboo is always interesting. Taboo is always what we're just drawn to as humans. We're like, ooh, why is that off limits? Why is that bad? Why does that make mommy upset or daddy upset or, or you know grandma upset or whatever? Um, and it's, it's, it's fine. Look, the stupid thing is interesting because for whatever reason... I told my kids stupid was a bad word and it is like the one thing that has lodged in their brain and every once in a while I'll make the mistake of saying it and they'll be like, that is a bad word. And they love, love reprimanding me. Like nothing is so exciting as being able to correct their parents. Um, but the, and they and they know that it's a bad word because it's mean, right? Because it makes someone feel bad because it's it's you trying to make someone feel bad and they, know, they understand that's why we don't say it. But the poop and the potty and the, you know, Poopoo, can chew like there's all kinds of weird stuff that my kids come up with about and ways to try to blend poop into other words that they. Did you
1: say poop you can chew? No, no but that's even grosser. No, no, I... <laughs> that's so gross. <laughs> Wait, I just... <laughs>
0: oh, I'm sorry. No, Poop You Can, poop, chew. Poop you can <laughs> chew is a new game, a fun new game we, we're inventing here on Mombird. Oh my God, happening!
1: we're gonna make it. We are, we are. Move poop over Monopoly.
0: This is, this is the hot oh new God. game. Nobody <laughs> steal it.
1: If you're listening, don't steal our idea.
0: Oh, oh my gosh, that's actually hilarious. I can totally see like a chew toy, <laughs> a, a, a non toxic, totally green, wood based chew toy.
1: Um, <laughs> It's organic.
0: Yeah, it's organic. Oh, God, that's (laughs) horrific. Um, Anyway, moving right along. Not poop you can chew. Um, But but all the different words that they come up with that make poop part of what they're saying – because it because it clearly is something I don't like. It's clearly something my husband doesn't like. It's clearly something the adults around them think is like, why are you saying that? And I love that teacher's advice of, oh, well, if you're talking about potty language, maybe you need to go to the bathroom. Because my kids, for whatever reason, are – well, not even – like, John's less so, but except when Philomena's around and, and then he does whatever she wants and whatever she's doing. But when I tell them, like, we have to go potty before we get in the car whenever we leave the house – there's always resistance there's always like a no I don't have to go and then you better believe 15 minutes into the car ride they have to go which is why I know all the gas station restrooms around my house
1: because so- <laughs> you don't you don't bribe them no, I bribe no, them with the now iPad. it's like
0: I don't care if you I don't care if nothing comes out you are sitting on this toilet for 10 seconds and then always when something comes out and I and I'm like yeah and I make like a big celebration about it and they are so angry it's hilarious <laughs> anyway that's a different story but the point being I I love it because if they realize that, look, I'm not, that word doesn't offend me. It's not, it, it's, it's a bodily function and I'm a doctor's daughter. Like I'm cool with poop, but I, I, it's rude. It's rude to say in polite company. It doesn't have, it doesn't make any sense where, where you're saying it. And if you want to talk about it, it has to be in the bathroom. And I kind of love that as like, because kids do love rules and they love making sense of things. And I love what you said, Alaria, about repetition, because they are, they're trying to learn it and make sense of it and, and, and memorize it. and, they they really enjoy the the it's not standards it's the it's just like the rules of life and i think if we if we just make a rule you can say potty words all you want you can have the freedom of that i know it's fun for you you're excited you can go yell it to the rooftops i don't care but it has to be in a bathroom i'm going to try that i think it's really genius um but i do put my foot down about we when they say it in public i'm just like that's disgusting and it makes me not want to have a conversation with you because you're being rude and silly um And the nose picking, it is what it is. I mean, no, no, you know, eventually people hopefully grow (laughs) up and realize that nose picking is gross and, and you know, but, you know sometimes it has to happen so
1: and if anyone's <laughs> gonna judge you about picking nose or a kid saying poop like just know that that is happening or has happened in their house if they have older kids and period end of story don't even worry about it we're there if you ever just like write us on Instagram and we'll be like it's okay my kid's picking my nose it's okay mine is too Carmen talks about how it, sal- it oh, tastes salty I know I know oh gosh I know oh. <laughs> thank, thank you thank you Chelsea you Hi, Laurie and Daphne. Thank you so much for creating the safe haven for moms. I look forward to your podcast every week. Quick question. Daphne is always suggesting that everyone should take probiotics. I was hoping that you could both suggest or share whatever probiotics you use. I've been shopping around for one try, but there are so many. Best Diana. Yes go Daphne. Yes. Okay. So the the probiotic that I take and I got
0: a lot of questions about this after the episode Alaria where we talked about um you know, I felt like I was having postpartum anxiety after I had Nika and it was really strange for me. I'd never experienced it before and it was and I my grandmother was the one who was like, hey, you had these huge doses of antibiotics in the hospital. They probably wiped out a lot of your gut flora. We know that a lot of mood happens in the gut and a lot of health happens from the gut because it's where your body starts to process and break down any nutrition you're bringing in. Um, why don't you take a big course of probiotics and then you know, continue throughout the week and see how you feel? And literally within three days, my mood was like completely changed. I was so much happier, more balanced, more like myself. Um, and I just I wanted to share that because I felt like especially after that experience, I felt like, God, instead of, you know, handing every new mother who leaves the hospital a packet of coles, hand them or not instead of. But in addition to their stool softener, send them home with probiotics because, you know, you're 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 not only able to pass so much of like I take tons of vitamin D when I'm nursing. I take I take extra essential fatty acids. I take um I take probiotics because you're passing so much of that along to your baby and able to help. Boost their immunity in that way. In addition to all the antibodies they're getting from you naturally, um, but anyway, people ask like, what was the probiotic that you took that you thought was high quality that you thought actually delivered? Because a lot of probiotics, they're like, oh, five billion units of you know microorganisms. Half of them are dead. That's at the time of packaging. Half of them are dead by the time you're actually ingesting them. You know, another half of those won't actually go to work in your body because of you know what whether they're broken down by stomach acid or whatever. So the one that I used is from a company called Medi Meta- genics they also make the prenatal that I take um and there's a there's a blend that they have called ultraflora balance they have a variety of different uh versions actually they have ultraflora women's they have you know other sort of and they actually have one for kids, Meta Kids probiotic, which I've never tried. And maybe I should. Um, but anyway, I, I took the Balance, and it was uh, they you can if you go on their website, you can see and sort of break down which of the specific blend of microorganisms is, is the one that you want. But I took like a double dose of that the first day and then I just took the regular dose for the rest of the week. And I, you know, I take it every day now. And it's um, it to me was just mind-boggling what a difference it made in my mood what a difference it, it it feels like it makes um the fact that I eat a lot of probiotics now too i mean i eat like tons of fermented foods i eat kefir i eat yogurt i eat sour sa- real sauerkraut um uh you know there's so many companies now that are like these artisanal kraut lines you know you can get them at your your supermarket um and they taste delicious and you put them in salads or you put them on sandwiches or roll them up in you know in in uh, in tortilla wraps or whatever and that's a big way that I keep my gut healthy, but that additional boost of the supplement I always find pretty valuable as well.
1: It's a lot of awesome. information, well, I just guys. Like, literally, as you were talking, I just am I just Amazoned quite a few of those things. That you're just
0: uh, you know, it's funny. It's one of those things where like you're nervous to share the exact ones because. <laughs> because you don't, you know, you want people to make the right choice for their family. But at the same time, as a mother, right. you you just, you know, you you barely have time to take your own shower. Like, I get it. I get that you just want to be told what your friends have known and loved and used for their family. Um, like, even Rebecca Minkoff, when she came on the show, the um, our f- very first episode uh, on Mom Brain, Rebecca Minkoff came on, and she was talking about how she gives her kids colloidal silver before she gets on airlines. And, like, I've done, I my, my family has used colloidal silver for years years um it's you know it's great for it's as an antiviral it's great as a um just like a general sort of immune booster again it's all about sort of like populating and and nourishing the soil of your body but it was i never heard it used that way and it was one of those things where i was like send me the brand send me the name send me everything about it so i hope you guys um you know i hope you hope you find this useful and let us know let us know if your kids actually will take the the dragon pee or not <laughs>
1: Do you remember one time you were talking about um, cider, yeah, yeah, fire, fire cider, fire cider? Okay, I yes. bought a bottle of that like a month ago, and it's just stayed on my kitchen sh- uh, Wait, is it open? Cause open? Because if it's open, it has I to be per- in the refrigerator. I keep- no, it's okay. not open. It is still oh, that's in the bad. packaging it's and You have even tried it. <laughs> uh- I will, but I don't. I forget what it does. You should have that
0: Well, first of all, it's.
1: And I was like, I kept on meaning this, and then my mom brain. I look at it You're when like, I walk oh. by it every single day, and I'm like, oh my god, I have to text Daphne about it, and then somebody uh... needs something. And then I like remember I when I see it later and then now but now I'm remembering. So wait, what are you supposed to do?
0: So fire cider you, What's it for? it's it's again it's just one of those things. It's it has um it has ginger and cayenne and garlic and it has apple cider vinegar which everyone, you know, like I feel like it has been sort of the the superfood magic potion of of the last 5 years. Um and then it also has one other thing in it that I'm blanking on right now, but it's all food-based. It honestly tastes like delicious salad dressing. I really, really love it. I'm I am always excited to take it. Uh it but it does have garlic in it, just, you know, word of forewarning. Um, but no, it's again, it's one of those things where you just take a shot of it every morning as just general upkeep. It's it's actually something that always fascinates me is how different cultures have figured out food sources that are really nourishing and um and boosting to the body and and treats the body from the inside out and i feel like tons of different uh different cultures have figured out ways to put like oh there's honey in it too, um you know raw deli- raw delicious honey that actually has nutrition to it not just sugar um th- tons of cultures have figured out how to put like lemon and honey and garlic together and that that is hugely beneficial to a body that's fighting off infection or fighting off illness like there's this there's this awesome I think it might be central or south american cough remedy that's like black pepper and garlic and onion skins and like it's so crazy but it actually really works and it's all food based so if you're someone who look I I grew up in a family where pretty much every guy in my family is a surgeon and then my mother and my grandmother are big into um you know nutrition and complementary medicine and homeopathy so I really love living in that sort of nexus of what Eastern Western medicine and modalities and how do those things all benefit the body. And so sometimes medicine is is critical. Sometimes like, you know, medical intervention is critical, but sometimes you can treat the body in really smart um, food based ways that I think are are really cool.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I think the smartest thing that we can do is we take the best from absolutely every single modality and we bring it all together and we create our own system that works for us. Thank you to Diana and Caitlin and thank you to Daphne because that was so interesting and I can't wait to try some of your things. Mom play. Right, guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us I love these episodes where we get to hang out With you and, and read your emails And and riff a bunch of things And um, keep on Emailing us, uh, mombrainpod At gmail.com, we are not going to do favorite Things today because we shared so many Different um, favorite things But do ch- make sure to Check that all of those are going to be linked In the description of the podcast Where you download the podcast So uh, any of those amazing supplements And everything that Daphne was talking about and maybe my poop toy, that I really feel like you know what I linked it on my Instagram and you have no idea because I can see like how many swipes up and stuff like that how many people (laughs) swiped up for the poop toy or like people wrote to me they're like I need this in my life because it is literally our favorite favorite toy $19.99 it was great
0: well I will not be bringing that into my house I don't need any more encouragement (laughs) for my children
1: are you saying that if I give that to you for your next child's birthday we will no longer be friends Stephanie
0: (laughs) Uh, I know you're stockpiling them because they're gonna run out now that you put it to the world. That poop I know, again. right? But just wait till poop. <laughs> what do we got? Poop, chew on a poop, poop on a chew, chew poop, <laughs> poop a <laughs>
1: chew, <laughs> chew some poop. We have to rip it We have to figure out what this is called. <laughs> uh,
0: All right, guys, until next time. Guys, thanks again for your amazing emails. Uh, we love getting to continue the conversation with you. So keep emailing us mombrainpod at gmail.com. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Tell your friends. Take us with you on your walks and to the gym and into the bathroom and in your bathtub and wherever it is that you get five minutes to yourself to listen to some girlfriends gab about the highs and lows and joys and triumphs and craziness of motherhood and um, we will talk to you next week bye bye this is Mombrain with Alaria Baldwin and Daphne Oz Mombrain is a Gallery Media Group original production